Welcome to the SLP Talk Show. Real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters. Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech therapy stuff. But I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Hello, and welcome to episode 41 of SLP Talk Show. I am Carrie, and I am here with my husband, Jim. Hello, hello. Uh, it is kind of a cool time in our life. We have, I guess today, we've officially been a mar- married uh, 30 years and one day. 30 years and one day. Yeah, yep. we just celebrated yep. our 30th wedding Starting anniversary. Starting our next 30. Yes. What did I say earlier? We're on the back nine of our... Yeah. It's, it's a good, good thing we got married when you were five and I was seven. Yes, exactly. Because we're really quite young, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. We won't tell you how old we are, but we're old enough to have been married for 30 years. Legally. 30 years. Legally. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we get down to business, well, first of all, can I just tell our listeners, it has been a hot minute since we have been on here. Yeah. And we apologize. Um, we had a daughter get married and, you know, Aaron had graduation and I mean... I I don't know it's just yeah, been it's been a wild few weeks it has been and so we apologize but we are back we are ready to get back down to business yes and uh, before we do though jim i think we need a quick game of chump or champ okay are you feeling lucky i i, I no no really. you're no. not feeling real lucky no. all right well no. let's try here's how this goes i give jim four questions and he aims to get four out of four aims <laughs> here we go question number one what kind of animal is Aslan from the Chronicles of Narnia? Uh, he's a lion. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. See, you're starting out real good. I'm good. Okay, here we go. Question number two. What does the abbreviation BRB stand for in internet slang and text speak? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you would you would give me something like this. BRB. This is just going to show my age uh-huh. so much. Any idea? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, nope, nope, no idea. No. Be right back. Be right back. <laughs> BRB. Wow. I'm going to start texting you that now, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that wasn't. Bob, that's okay. Ralph, Bob. <laughs> no. Mm. Okay, here we go. What company owns YouTube? Um, Google. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. And your last question. Let's see if you can get three out of four. Mm-hmm. Who founded Playboy magazine in 1953? Uh, Hugh Hefner. Ding, ding, ding. Of course you'd know that one. Well, of you don't course know, I would. You don't know I, I don't right know why. <laughs> be uh, right back, though. <laughs> now uh-uh. you know. BRB. Yeah. You need to text that to like your daughter or something and see if she if she thinks you're cool. I don't even... <laughs> I couldn't even put it into context that would make any sense. Okay, we'll work on that. <laughs> All right, we've had some fun. We probably better get down to business now. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So we are going to talk today uh, about speech therapy tips for working with minimally verbal toddlers. And as you know, Jim, toddlers are some of my favorite humans on the planet. Yes, I know, I know this about you. Yes, I very much I very much love tiny humans. I've been working uh, in early intervention with the birth to three population for over two decades. And so what I wanted to do today was share eight speech therapy tips for use with minimally verbal toddlers. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Okay. All right. So these are strategies that SLPs can use, other early intervention providers can use, but ultimately the people we want using these strategies are parents and caregivers. Right. 
So if you're a parent or a caregiver and you're listening, these strategies are for you. Okay. Right? Okay. Awesome. So I also want to make a note that these are general strategies that are appropriate for all children. Okay. Whether they're uh, neurotypical children or whether they're autistic. Okay. okay. These are general strategies. I think in the future I will do an episode really outlining strategies we use specifically for autistic language learners. Okay. But for today, these are general. Sounds okay? good. Appropriate for all. The very first strategy, we're going to do eight of them. The first one is to avoid instructing the toddler to say words. So basically we want to get everybody to stop saying say. Okay. Say ball, say please, say more, say up. The problem is we are putting too much pressure on the child. Mm -hmm. And when we put a lot of pressure on young children, uh, they often tend to kind of lose interest in us. They sure. may uh, disengage from us because nobody likes to be told what to do. Yeah. When you put demands on somebody, it gets invasive. It does. It does. And it's not a good way to create um, a positive environment for learning language. Mm -hmm. And so we want to, instead of telling children to say words, we just want to model the words that would be appropriate for them to say in the moment. Basically, we want to model the words and allow the child to steal our language. Okay. That's what we want. So um, instead of saying, say ball, I would just say the word ball. Ball. It's a ball, right? Or if it, um, you know, maybe I would be modeling more of a phrase if it was an mm -hmm. autistic child. Maybe, like, I remember when our son was young and he loved Dora the Explorer. Right. And one of uh, the Swiper's uh, favorite phrases was, oh, man. Mm -hmm. And so, like, kind of in the moment, I would just model that because it would get his attention. Sure. And it's more likely that toddlers are going to imitate you if you don't tell them to do so. Right. Okay, so we want to create this natural positive environment for children to learn language. We also want to um, increase the likelihood that these toddlers are going to stay engaged with us. Mm -hmm. So we want to limit pressure. Okay, second strategy, play with things that are of interest to the toddler. This is best done by following the child's lead and focusing on whatever currently holds the child's attention. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of deciding, okay, we're going to play with Play-Doh or right. we're going to build with blocks right now or okay, it's time to play with the trucks. The problem with that is I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried to make a toddler do something they didn't want to do, mm -hmm. but good luck, yeah. right? Because all you're going to do is actually create behaviors. Right. And why would we want to create behaviors? Right. Instead, um, we need to be able to embed our communication goals into whatever is currently holding the child's interest. Well, yeah, they're not they're not stupid. They 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 can they can pick up agendas pretty quick. Oh yeah, and that they can they can smell your agenda. Right. They can absolutely yeah. smell your agenda from a mile away, and so they're gonna know. Oh, you're just trying to get me to right. you know do X Y Z. Yeah, and I th I think if it's natural and in the moment, then it's not contrived. No, it's not contrived. But we want this to be authentic. The goal is to build authentic connections with all children. Right. So I'll give you a couple examples. Like I've done speech therapy sessions, just uh, and I've probably even given this example before, but uh, just looking out the window. You know, if the toddler is looking out the window at something, mm -hmm. we can certainly talk about yeah. all the things that are happening in the environment. Going sure. to the grocery store. We don't, you know, there's lots of language learning to be done in the right. grocery store, right? right? Talking about uh, the fruit and counting how many apples we're putting in the bag. And, you know, there's yeah. just so much learning uh, that can happen. And so um, we want to embed our communication goals into uh, typically occurring interactions instead of trying to force them to sit down and do an activity. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. All righty. The third uh, strategy is to focus on relationship-based learning with toddlers. We need to try really hard to not get distracted as adults by trying to manage the behavior 
of young children. Okay. okay. We need to have realistic expectations for attention and time on task. We must understand that sitting still is not easy for these tiny humans who literally just figured out how to move. <laughs> I mean, some of these babies <laughs> just figured out how to walk. Right. So once you walk, you want to learn to run and mm-hmm. then you want to learn to jump and then you want to learn to climb and then right, you, right? so sitting still is right. like not even in their their wheelhouse most of the time right. and so um it's really important that we we focus on building a trusting relationship by being an engaging intentional playful and sensitive communication partner and don't try to get them to sit down and work on speech right okay Okay, the fourth strategy. Don't put too much emphasis on developmental toys. What we need to do is emphasize the interactions between the adult and the child. I always tell parents this. Your child's first and most important toy is you. Okay? There is no magic in any toy. The mm-hmm. magic is in our interactions. Sure. So please don't let parents think that buying more developmental toys will lead to better gains for their toddler. Yeah, that's powerful. Okay. Yeah, it's not about stuff. We uh, never want to insinuate that material things are what matter most. Right. Under any circumstance, it's not about material things. It's about interactions, right? It's yeah. about um, uh, focusing on uh, those things that truly matter. And making to connections. Making connections. Because if we really want to focus on, remember, the goal is communication. Right. Okay, and mm-hmm. communication in any, any form. And so sure. the only way you're going to get communication is if you have an authentic uh, uh, connection with another sure. person. Yeah. Okay, so don't put too much emphasis on toys. Uh, the fifth strategy is to embed learning into naturally occurring toddler routines. Uh, we want to help parents learn to use our strategies uh, all day long, not just when their child is playing with toys. So we want to think about the learning that can happen when the child is getting dressed, having mm-hmm. a snack going for a walk, getting their diaper changed, reading books, putting laundry away, playing outside, taking a bath, going to the grocery store. Um, we, in early intervention, we call this routines-based intervention, right. right? We really want young children to learn during everyday uh, routines and activities. We don't want parents to think, oh, I need to set aside 20 minutes to work on speech with my child. Right, right? That's right. not how it works with toddlers. Yeah. Um, when your child gets to elementary school, uh, the speech-language pathologist at the school may send home a packet of homework, you know, for your child to do their speech work. Sure. But that's not what we do with toddlers. No. Okay, we're going to embed learning into everyday routines and interactions. So, for example, diaper changing. That's when we can work on following one-step directions. Mm-hmm. Right? Go get a diaper, okay. throw it in the trash, you know, lie down, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. we can we can focus on, on our goals in any activity. It doesn't have to involve store-bought toys. All right, the sixth strategy, avoid doing any type of drill work with toddlers. Okay, repetitive speech practice is important, especially if you, as a speech-language pathologist, suspect apraxia of speech right so yes repetitive speech practice is important but drill work is not appropriate with this age group we must never forget that toddlers are not just shorter versions of eight-year-olds right right right. their only issue isn't just that they're short okay they have developing nervous systems they have developing brains and bodies and so we have to recognize that when you work with toddlers um, you have to have different expectations you have to have different strategies and toddler is an age range of what Um, toddlers usually go up to about age three 
Okay. okay. So, so once up, they get to, to preschool, yeah, I mean, and then when they get to preschool, um, we expect that they maybe can participate in more traditional looking speech therapy, meaning sure. it might involve a table and a chair for part of the session. Mm-hmm. I still think three is awfully young to do drill work. Yeah. But what I want you guys to understand, and if any of you have ever taken my apraxia course, um, you know that my real emphasis in establishing repetitive speech practice is to choose toys, books, and activities Mm -hmm. that naturally allow for repetition. So I'll give you an example. Uh, One thing that I've learned is that very young children love to put in, dump out, and do it again. That's their favorite thing in the whole wide world. So you want to use that to your advantage, which is why I've used the muffin tin in speech therapy for two decades, because Mm -hmm. you get... 12 identical objects, whether it's 12 little balls, 12 cars, 12 little bugs, whatever it is, um, and you have the child, they love to put them in. You Mm -hmm. know, put those balls in the muffin tin, and each time we say ball, 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 and you do that over and over because they want to, right? So I'm not forcing them, okay? They want to. You can add a pair of tongs to make it more of a fine motor activity, Mm -hmm. right? We can um, use a laundry basket and and toss things into it, ball, ball. You can roll up socks if you don't have 12 balls, right? I mean, we're going to get creative here. Um, Rolling cars, let's say they have a little tight slide in their living room, right? Okay. Um, so I would just get a bucket of, of little cars and we'll just roll the cars down. Wee, wee. And we do that 12, 15, 20 times. This is the one time uh, when uh, more is actually better because you want a lot of identical objects because that's how you get repetitive speech practice. Uh-huh. You yes. see, so I do that instead of drill work because drill work doesn't work with toddlers. It's not relevant, it's not meaningful, and very young children do not learn in 30 minute lessons like older children and adults sure. do yeah okay so it's play like it's play based on repeat yes exactly play on repeat i love it i love <laughs> it all right the seventh strategy provide toddlers with plenty of opportunities for play-based movement toddlers are active creatures who learn best when they are moving mm-hmm. please please resist the desire to strap the toddler in a high chair so you can focus on speech tasks Okay. okay. Yeah. That, I mean, at this point, all you're doing is working on compliance. And that is not a, what we are focusing on. If you are trying to build authentic connections with, with little kids, mm-hmm. you're not going to be focusing on compliance, right? Relationship-based learning. So please um, encourage um, movement. Uh, build that into your um, activities. And then finally, the eighth strategy is be interesting and be interested. I sometimes have had, in the past, had parents say things to me like this. Well, Miss Carrie, I'm just not sure I can talk like you. And I say, oh, well, that's okay. I haven't taught you the strategies yet. Like when I'm, I'm an interest, like I use an interesting and animated voice because it captures the attention and keeps mm-hmm. the attention of young children. But I don't talk like that all day long, every day. That's why pediatric speech language pathologists are exhausted by the end of the day sure. because we have to be so animated, so interesting, so over the top. Um, we have to use lots of interesting sound effects, you know, and, and so it draws the child's attention toward us. So um, we have to teach parents that when you're trying to get your child's attention, when you want them, want them to watch your mouth to see how you move your articulators, you may have to do something that doesn't feel very natural, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's a strategy. So you get used to those strategies uh, in time uh, as, you, as you start using them. So you want to be interesting, but also please be interested in whatever the child is doing, sure. right? We yeah. have to show that that authentic interest. I promise you this. When interacting with you becomes a preferred activity for the toddler, that child will step out of their comfort zone and become a communication risk taker. Ooh. And that is ultimate.
ultimately what our goal is with yeah. minimally verbal toddlers. Right. Our goal is always to turn them into communication risk Because there's no takers. pressure and it's fun. And it's fun. And all I need you to do um, is I need you to open your mouth and turn your motor on because it's the only thing in the whole wide world I can't make you do. I can't make you vibrate your vocal folds. So I want to turn you into a risk taker where through all of our silly sounds, you know, I have all my silly sounds cards Mm -hmm. um, that I use that are just sound effects, animal sounds, vehicle sounds, people sounds, uh, because I want children to be intrigued by the sounds that come from my mouth and I want them to focus on them. And then I want them to become a communication risk taker and open their mouth and turn their motor out. Uh, turn their motor on because whatever comes out I will verbally shape that into something but Mm -hmm. I just need you to turn your motor on right right? so that's what I mean when I say the goal is to turn children into communication risk takers so those are our eight strategies what do you think Jim helpful awesome I think it's great yeah so um that's all she wrote. We uh, know you guys are busy and you guys have things to do. We have some company coming over tonight, so mm-hmm. yep. we need to get dinner figured out. So um, thanks so much for listening to another episode of SLP Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your colleagues to give us a listen. Uh, give us a listen. So um, get back out there in the real world. Be kind. Be accepting. Put your screens down for a bit and go outside. It is a beautiful world out there. And please, don't forget to schedule your mammogram. Early detection could save your life. As an 11-year breast cancer survivor, it certainly saved mine. Until we meet again, cheers.